Thanksgiving week, I had to work while I was down in South Carolina. You know, I got down there Saturday night around midnight. Uh, woke up Sunday. We had some nice uh, pumpkin protein pancakes with pumpkin butter and bacon. I mean, just feed me all the goddamn motherfucking pumpkin. I don't care. Played a little Mario Kart with my seven-year-old nephew. Uh, he beat me repeatedly. He also beat me in Battleship, a game that he didn't fully understand. And in one-on-one -on -one basketball. So I'm feeling really good about myself. Uh, oh, <laughs> very funny, Neil. You let him win. No, I didn't. He just straight up beat me. I've now lost to my four-year-old daughter in Monopoly, and I've lost to a seven-year-old in Battleship. This is how we do it. <clears throat> the Giants game was obviously not on TV, so I had to listen to it, which is always fun. <clears throat> I'm now, that's two games in a row now I had to listen to and couldn't watch. Uh, I bought my friend, whomst I'm seeing, a nice uh, gift card for a, a, a massage because... Um, she had been going, she had been stressed out there. She had been going through some shit, a lot of stuff, which I mean, I don't know if I should rattle it off, but it was a lot of things and very stress inducing. So I was like, this is how I'm going to make things better. You know, I know we talked about love languages and I know gift giving is not a love language. Um, mm. Mm -mm -mm. my seven-year-old nephew was all over me the entire trip velcro could not detach or unlatch which i which, which was interesting um because he's not typically normally like that with me but i think you know he has reached the age of reason or you know logic i, I guess apparently and now he's deduced that i'm a fucking cool uncle so he was all over me the entire trip. He was climbing on me like a goddamn jungle gym. So that's why it took me about half an hour to an hour to buy this gift card. <coughs> and then uh, he was like insisting that we work out. And then I go to work out and he, um, he pieces out in like two minutes and comes back every two minutes asking me when I'll be done. So that was fun. Um, got to go in the hot tub. You know, it's the beauty of uh, South Carolina around the holidays. It's not like freezing. You know, <clears throat> the uh, the head of the ding dong is still external, no longer hiding away. So I got to go in the hot tub, which felt really good. Um, and uh, it's kind of bittersweet because it's like it's so nice that they have this, but I will never have this on my own. I will never get to experience this on a regular basis on my own, as most people probably won't. So quit your bitching, right? <clears throat> played dominoes that night. We played dominoes a couple nights, lost in that as well. Cause I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? Shout out Beck. Uh Domino's, yeah. Somehow I completely forgot. I mean, it's been a it's been a minute since I played dominoes. Or Mexican train dominoes, whatever you want to call it. I don't know why it's a Mexican train. It looks like a pretty universal standard train didn't have like a, it wasn't wearing a sombrero or carrying maracas so didn't how how's it mexican uh ignorant <clears throat> so we played dominoes and i lost every single time <clears throat> so that was fun you know always ended up with way too many dots on my die my dominoes on my tiles but i just you couldn't i couldn't get my train going with all the dots 
at the forefront. Couldn't get rid of him. <coughs> so got smoked in that. Uh, my brother-in-law also had to like work a bunch of overnight shifts. So while we were awake, he was asleep. While we were asleep, he was awake and working. Um, so a lot of the days while I was working, the, the kids would come over my sister to my mom's place, which is in the backyard. Convenient. And so we'd have breakfast there. And uh, they'd run amok, amok, amok while I uh, tried to crunch some numbers, some numbies. Uh, my mother and, and sister did a wonderful thing for me. They saw, they saw the state of my vehicle in my mother's driveway, which is not paved. It's just grass and dirt and gravel. Welcome to Gallivant's Ferry. And <clears throat> they saw how sorry it was. And they did me a solid a favor and they took it and they got it detailed, I guess it's called. Cleaned inside and out. Looks like a brand new car. Smelled like a brand new car. For a couple of days. <laughs> and that's just right back to going to being a, a complete and utter dumpster fire since then. But uh, <clears throat> my brother-in-law did have off for Thanksgiving and his birthday, which is the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, he wanted me to go fishing on his birthday, Friday morning. And I was like, sure. What time? What time are you thinking? Like eight, nine? He's like, we're going to wake up at four. We're going to be on the road by five. I was like, I'm going to be so deep in sleep. Woof, dude. No, I mean, I know it's his birthday, and probably it was probably his birthday wish. But he took his his uh, and this is how much of a bitch I am. His niece and nephew went with him to fish all day. So they came back uh, in the late afternoon, and my sister and I, and my mother, and the baby, and the dog. We watched a little Jets Dolphins action where we got to see a Hail Mary attempt get pick sixed. The Jets gonna Jets. As bad as the Giants are, <clears throat> and the Giants have had some really embarrassing shit happen this year. The Jets somehow find a way to one up them? I don't know. And uh, like when the, like, I know people think I'm a Jets hater, I'm not. Once the Giants started to tank and was like, all right, we're out of the playoffs, it was like, I'm hoping that the Jets can somehow find it within themselves to make a playoff push, but no. Zach Wilson cratered, and uh, they went to Tim Boyle, and then they went to Trevor Simeon. Yikes. <clears throat> um, we got to watch a few movies. Movies. Bumblebee. Because my nephew wanted to watch Transformers Rise of the Beast. Ribbit. And uh, so in order to do that, I was like, wow, I wonder if I, if we need to watch any of the other Transformers movies. Because I, I knew that Rise of the Beast was going to take place in either the 80s or the 90s. It was like a prequel of sorts to the movie that came out in 2007. And Bumblebee was a prequel of sorts that came out uh in 2017 or 2018 but it was set in the 80s 80 something <coughs> 87 85 so i read that i should we should watch bumblebee before we watch rise of the beast so we watched bumblebee my nephew loved it he usually falls asleep you know during a lot of these movies because they they you know we tend to watch them after dinner at night and i mean he's got a motor on him 
you you want to say that like Von Miller, J.J. Watt, Lawrence Taylor have motors, quote unquote? My nephew, for the moment, his eyes peel open, pop open. They don't peel open; they pop open. To the moment, it, it just it, it's like he goes from hundred to zero like that. It's like boom. It's like it's like someone a robot that just gets immediately powered down, just lights out. So he stayed awake and he loved it. I loved it too. Bumblebee is, uh, I guess, probably the best rated Transformers movie, both critically and 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 by fans. Um, and it's sad that, I mean, he was great in Rise of the Beast, but I thought like they kind of missed the mark a little bit. Like they could have carried through from Bumblebee to Rise of the Beast, <laughs> and st- <laughs> instead he was missing for like pretty much the entire movie. Yeah, so we did watch Transformers Rise of the Beast the day after. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was all right. It was set in 94, I think. There was a lot of Wu-Tang Clan references, which I appreciated. The soundtrack was fucking awesome. So good. Um, but again, like Bumblebee out of commish for pretty much the entire movie. But when he does come back, don't call it a comeback, please. LL Cool J. Been here for days full blast as he's flying down from a plane spoiler alert and just kicking ass uh one of the all-time best scenes up there with and i say this almost every episode star trek and i forget which one but they play uh sabotage when chris prine goes into hyperdrive through all those freaking things you know i'm talking about (coughs) but (coughs) i don't think the kids like rise of the beast i don't think the adults like rise of the beast I mean, pretty much the the one thing that got everyone going was the return of Bumblebee. That was really the one big momentous scene that got everyone the juices flowing. Because other than that, uh, you know, it was a lot of uh, not great stuff. And then they teased G.I. Joe at the end. Spoiler alert. And uh, my neither my niece or nephew knew what the fuck that was. <laughs> it was like... And I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's right. Cause like the cartoon series came out in the 80s. So how would they know that? Uh, the toy line was popular in the 80s. And the movies that they did that came out were like in 2009 and 2013. My niece was born in 2013. And I don't know that they those two movies really took off and became ultra popular where it like would carry over to, to future generations, like a la Home Alone or Ghostbusters. So they were like, you know, because me and my brother-in-law are like, oh, 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 you know, just jizzing everywhere. And my niece and nephew are like, what, what, I don't, what's, what's, what's Guy Joe? What's Guy Joey? Like, no, it's a, there's a dots, there's a period, it's a G-I Joe. And then we're like, what does G-I stand for? And it, it took me a hot minute. I was like, it's like general in, infantry, maybe. So... I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be cool. I don't know. I still didn't get, I mean, like it is like banana land, how quickly these studios are willing to reboot shit. It's like they get the, they get those initial box office numbers from like the third move, like failed movie of a trilogy. And they're like, well, reboot it. <laughs> let's get the, let's get the wheels in motion to reboot this shit. And, uh, it's just like, you know, because we also watched The Amazing Spider-Man. <clears throat> and uh, that was a reboot. 
2012 with Andrew Garfield that came out. It was like literally five years after uh, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire and Venom. Like, and was I guess it was supposed to be Spider-Man 4. And then I guess the the reception and feedback or box office or whatever from Spider-Man 3, everyone like bailed out and uh, ducked out of that franchise. Said nay to any future prospects or opportunities, possibilities. Um... And so they, they immediately, you know, bring in a, a new cast, new director, all that shit. It was all right, you know. I don't know that I'm like a huge Andrew Garfield fan. He certainly has gotten my respect over the years, for sure, for a lot of his performances. He definitely gave a way more emotional take on Peter Parker, and that was intentional. You know, a lot more uh, trash talk, talking smack to criminals, which uh, was a, a main staple or feature of Peter Parker from the comics. So a vastly different <coughs> Peter Parker and Spider-Man than uh, Tobey Maguire's dish version. Um, but yeah, it just uh, it couldn't, couldn't really grip me like the first Spider-Man and, and the second Spider-Man did. Something missing from that equation and like the fact that they came out with another one in 2014 and then uh, in 2016 they rebooted spider-man again i mean you know and this was on uh i guess the most recent episode of lights camera barstool where it's like i mean studios don't give a shit anymore they're like well we you know we're just gonna put out like a godzilla just came out the japanese version we're gonna put out a godzilla tv show and another godzilla movie at the same time <laughs> and then uh you know uh, it's just it's a lot it's like it, batman there's like 18 batmans now no one gives a shit and it just kind of takes away from uh how special it used to feel it was special because it was like you know limited exclusive it wasn't you know the, there wasn't a lot it's basic economics one-on-one economics that's how you pronounce it economics you know low supply high demand now it's there's supply out the ass. It's like, uh, I guess, I don't know. I feel like we're going to get to the point where <coughs> it's going to become like a video game. Almost like that uh, that first episode of Black Mirror from Netflix. I think it was the first episode with uh, the, the girl from Schitt's Creek and uh, Tits McGee. What is her name? Big boobs, Bertha. Mm. Yeah, where they everything was just they have the likenesses of everyone digitally and it looks real, and so it's basically going to be plug and play. So like you're going to go if movie theater still exists or if it's screen streaming at home, it's like almost it almost be like a setting, like volume or captions like it just be an option you press the press the asterisks on your roku remote and it up pops and it's like who would you like to play batman ben affleck robert pattinson michael keaton and then you select the christian bale <clears throat> and you just select your guy and then you know like everything is going to be personalized to the person it's kind of scary because i don't know that like what well, you you will lose the not the commonality but the, the bond 
of like, you know, oh, we all saw this movie with this cast and this director. And now it's like, it's going to be plug and play. We're like AI, I mean, fucking AI, dude. Not to get off on a tangent, but holy shit. Artificial intelligence is still going to be goddamn scary. It's like we, we didn't learn nothing from freaking Terminator or any of the other shit. We didn't learn a damn thing. We're just going to keep plowing forward into their own annihilation, destruction. Cool, cool, cool. But AI is going to get to the point where it'll say, you know, it'll say it can recreate anyone's likeness and their voice. I mean, it's already doing it. <clears throat> there are you know, some seriously good deep fakes, scary deep fakes. And that's just going to be movies and TV shows in the future. It's like we're just going to scan the face and body of like the most popular A-list stars and it almost make make it more difficult for up and coming emerging stars. I feel like there's going to become a there's going to come a point before I kick the old bucket, where I honestly think that any and there won't be any new. It's like children of men, but for actors. <laughs> children of men <coughs> was for babies, where it's like, oh well, women can't reproduce anymore. Like all the men are impotent, and the women can't get birth, or some bullshit. Not a baby hasn't been born in 18 years. This is the last baby to become an adult. 18 years, you know, stuff like that. It, it'll be like that for actors and actresses. <laughs> like anyone that works in the industry, it's just going to be like, well, we use your likeness. So you get it like a likeness. It'll be like the NIL for college football or college athletics where it's like, well, we use your likeness. So you get like a, you get a nice commission, nice percentage point on that. Oh, that's uh, frightening, but also could be kind of cool. <laughs> I was just thinking about like all the things that you that you've always wanted you could do at your fingertips, but then if you get everything you want, mm, do you enjoy it as much? Probably not. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's Spider Man, and Tom Holland's a good Spider Man. You know he is, but now it, it, I don't know. There's gonna there's just gonna be so many of the same character just running around and right in our on our screens. Um <coughs> uh, I asked the person whom I'm seeing, you know, my, my mom was berating like ber uh, not berating. It was a barrage bombarding me with questions about what I want for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? Because it was Black Friday. So obviously, you know, I got Black Friday football playing. Amazon's pumping out the promos with Adam Devine. Pretty cool. And so they're shopping. Women be shopping. And they be shopping. And they're like, what do you want? What do you want for your birth, uh, your uh, Christmas? And I was like, I honestly don't know if I want anything. My apartment is just flooded with all kinds of shit that I don't use or read or, or you know, uh, I just don't do anything uh, and it's just everywhere. And I like, I want to get rid of it, but then I'm like, the moment I get rid of it, it's like the next day I'm going to be like, ah, I need that thing. <clears throat> so like, what do you want? What do you want? And I was like, I guess, you know, I haven't had men's, I haven't had cologne in a while. And they, you know, now that I'm seeing someone, maybe I should like dial it up a little bit, you know, kick up the romance and the, uh, how do you say? Seduction. I gotta kick it up a notch. Gotta pick up the seduction a little bit. <laughs> so I was like, cologne. And I immediately go to the person person whom I'm seeing. 
and I say, what kind of cologne do you like? And I kind of rattled off, you know, she's like, well, so what are you going to change the cologne you're wearing? Or are you going to start wearing cologne? And I was like, well, here, you know, I wore curb in high school. I think I wore, um, mm, Polo Ralph Lauren in college. And I most recently wore, uh, I don't know. I wrote, I wore old spice in college and, uh, maybe a little bit of that ax body spray. No big deal. And, uh, the Polo Ralph Lauren was the most recent one I had, but I ran out of it a while ago. And, uh, she was like, uh, those are all trash. I don't like any of those. And uh, you don't you don't go changing for me. No, she said, uh, this is an odd co- combo for me. She's like, what do I know? This is an odd co- combo for me. And I'm thinking to myself, come on. Come on. I want to smell good for you. I want to smell good for you. Good for you. Whatever that song is. <clears throat> and uh, nope, not having it. So... I don't know if I'm going to get cologne. And I think she eventually said, uh, don't go changing for me. Don't change who you are. Be you. And I'm like, oh, what is happening here? I like, I like, I, if I've never worn cologne in my life, maybe that's one thing, but like I've worn cologne before and I kind of like how I smell. And I think other people might appreciate how I smell. No one's told me I don't smell good. But then again, I think that must be something that's tough for people to say, you know? I like recently had to tell uh, a friend that their breath smelled like shit, like actual feces. And that was tough, but it had to be done because I don't think anyone else has done it because everyone's too goddamn polite. And I'm not saying be rude about it or crass. I put up some thought into how I would say it to this person, but I was like, I don't know if anyone else has said this to you. Maybe it's just me, a psychological condition I have, but I cannot, like I gag when I talk to you because I smell your poop breath. So, you know, I basically said, well, it's cologne. It's not facial reconstruction. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, it was tough. Cause it was like, I'm, I'm doing this thing. Like, I don't mind wearing it. I kind of need it. I want it. And I want to make sure that it doesn't offend you. You know, it jives with your, uh, <clears throat> your nasal palate. How you call it? Something like that. Just want to make sure, you know, I'm setting the mood. Uh, we ended up eating the fish, the haul that the the my brother-in-law's birthday crew they went out, and I caught a bunch of fish, and so he ended up frying them up nice and fried fish with some fritters, which was great. I had some cake, which was good. Um, and we watched the Leo movie on Netflix, which uh, Leo's <clears throat> that animated movie on Netflix with the lizard, 70, <laughs> 74, 74-year-old <clears throat> lawyer, lawyer, wow, 74-year-old lizard, uh, who is a classroom pet, class pet, lives in a tank with a turtle voiced by Bill Burr, very funny. And this, uh, I guess the uh, current teacher gets prego, has to go on pregnancy leave. And so the substitute comes in. Substitute's a real wench, real witch, a mean, evil person. But one of our new rules is that the each kid was going to take a class pet home and take care for it, take care of it for like a day or a night, something like that, a week maybe. 
<clears throat> so Leo the lizard, voiced by Adam Sandler, keeps getting picked. And uh, each of these, you then find out about each of these kids, like certain problems, what they're nervous about, what they're hung up about, uh, insecurities, doubts, flaws, whatever. And he helps them through it. And a uh, pretty decent movie. There was uh, some scenes about divorced parents that was like, I was just like gritting my teeth the entire time. <laughs> like, hmm. Little rings a little too true for me. A little too true. The truth hurts. And that that was some real true shit. Um, but also like, nah, you know, that's not uh they're painting divorced parents as a certain way. And then also like the kid, I was like, Oh, so that's Brie. That's my daughter. Like the kid in this movie who's the child of divorce, the way she's acting and what she has to deal with and what she has to go through and what she has to overcome. That's essentially what Brie, my daughter, is probably dealing with right now and will deal with in the future. Cool, 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 cool. A glimpse, if you will, to the crystal ball. Um, do I recommend? Yeah, I guess. You could probably watch it with the kids. Although, there is a scene towards the end where the kids do a number. They sing together as a group. Uh, it's a song about growing up. And there is a scene about Santa. So be on high alert for that because I, I, I caught me off guard. We're watching with my 10-year-old niece, my 7-year-old nephew. Like, they're aware. So it was only one line, but it was like, fuck, man. I can't believe they just put that out there. <coughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. The next day was Saturday, and uh, I had to drive back home. Couldn't get the Michigan Ohio State game on any kinds of any kind of radio, even though it's like probably one of the biggest college football games of the of the friggin' millennia. <clears throat> and I ended up having to put it on Hulu, my Hulu app. <laughs> but at least I had the audio going through the speakers. Can't imagine what the other drivers were thinking. Like this guy's watching a goddamn football game while driving at seventy miles per h. There were so many crashes. It took me 11 goddamn hours to go home. 11. 1-1. Mm. One, one. Usually, uh, I, I drive overnight. There's no traffic. And I can, I can do it in a solid nine, maybe nine and a half hours. And this was just like, I mean, it was just five crashes in a row, all within 10 minutes of each other. So, <coughs> that was fun. I mean, Michigan game started at 12. It was over at like what three three thirty, I think I was still in North Carolina, or Virginia. Like barely just got into Virginia at that point. It's like oh, <laughs> had to stop get gas, pick up some snacks. Of course, I I my my pull off my exit off the highway was premature. The rest area was just one more mile, and the rest area probably has all the goodies. And all those goodies that Ciara sings about. And instead I went to this uh, this gas station that had a limited offering. Ended up getting like hot peanuts. <laughs> hot peanuts and like a protein bar. Ugh. But, uh, oh, I did, uh, on the ride down, so we had extra salad from the lunch, the awkward first date lunch. That wasn't a first date. 
I had extra salad from that. So I ate all that while driving down. <laughs> I mean, is it like, am I like, can I, am I incriminating myself? This, these are my confessions. Like, can I go to jail? Will I get a visit from the authorities tomorrow? Probably. Cause I ate a salad, but uh, I managed to eat a salad. <laughs> Only minor collisions, minor collisions, nothing that will uh, scare the insurance company. Um, and then on the way back, I had, uh, what did I have? I had some, something. I ate something on the way back. I, I think I'm out on pumpkin seeds, by the way. <laughs> I ate those on the way down. I ate those on the way back. There was one day during work where like I, I I must have skipped breakfast or I had a very light breakfast and then we didn't eat again like lunch until like three o'clock and I was shaking. I was about to pass out. I was weak. And I decided to have some pumpkin seeds and then uh, I could not, I had like lockjaw for like a good hour afterwards. It just, it, 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 the I like the idea of pumpkin seeds, but every time I have it, I'm like not fulfilled or satiated. It's like, I don't spice it correctly. And I don't think I cooked it enough. I don't know. It's, it's like I, I chew so much that like the jaw is, is, uh, is uh, under construction, you know? It's uh, down for repairs. So, uh, yeah, what the hell did I eat on the way back? She packed me something, that's for sure. And I ate it, and it was good. Whatever it was. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, oh, on the way down, I stopped uh, to get gas and to get like an energy drink and uh, take a whiz. I come out of the restroom. I, I get the energy drink. I go to the, the cashier to check out and there's this dude wearing a very interesting scarf and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay. And so the cashier, uh, says to the guy, you're Palestinian. And I'm thinking, Fuck, 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 fuck. And the guy goes, no, but I support Palestine. Palestine. So I'm pro-Palestine or whatever. And I was just like, uh, you don't know what that guy supports. Now there's going to be bloodshed. <laughs> now there's gonna we're going to need to negotiate a ceasefire in this fucking Exxon. Ugh. <clears throat> this quickie mart, there's going to be... It's going to be the Gaza Strip up in here. So, yeah, that kind of put the fear of God in me. I was like, oh, oh, okay. It was in Maryland. So, I don't know if that helps or hurts. If it was further south, maybe it'd be a little more. The The death con would go up to five or one, whatever, whichever one's the worst. It would be uh, threat level midnight, red color. So, yeah, on the way back, I think my mom called like every two or three hours. <laughs> It's like nothing's happened. I'm like, okay, thanks for the update. Um, ooh, I see. I like how you know, like how I'm fucking Quentin Tarantino and things. The shit is going like from the on the way down, the way back, the way down, the way back. Just jogs, jostles, jogs the memory. So have that conversation with the person who's been seeing, and then a few hours later, it's getting close to night time. You know, sun is set. And I get another call from her. I'm like, oh, interesting. I pick up and it's not her. It's her friends. And her friends have stolen her phone. And they they're, they uh, would appear to be intoxicated. 
like they're having a good good old time and so the the friends were basically uh it was it was so loud <laughs> it was just like let's all scream and laugh at the same time try and talk over each other but i think i made out a couple questions which i answered expertly um and uh and then the person who since got on the phone and apologized and was like do not apologize I don't know how other people feel about this kind of situation, but I freaking love it. The fact that there's drunk dialing going on, I love it. <clears throat> and uh, nope, didn't remember it. <laughs> she didn't remember it. They didn't remember it. So like, ooh, that's the one downside of drunk dialing. It's like, hey, do you, that was pretty cool last night. I'm like, what last night? What? What are you talking about? So, uh, didn't get a call on the way back from the person who I'm seeing. But it was understandable. She was going on a birthday adventure, even though her birthday was a month ago. <laughs> and uh, not too many details from that. But yeah, that was the Thanksgiving trip to South Carolina. I I don't understand how there hasn't been another airline. I, I guess Myrtle Beach is just not that popular. I don't know. The fact that there hasn't been another airline to say, hey, maybe we don't have to be as cheap as Spirit, but we don't have to be as expensive as United. There can't be a third candidate from the Green Party? Ugh. There can't be a Ross Perot up in this bitch? A Bernie Sanders? Come on. We just need a mid-tier friggin' air airline carrier. And like the fact that like Frontier stopped, like just everyone stopped going to Myrtle Beach. It's like, but why? Like, <laughs> is Spirit really crushing you that much? <clears throat> so uh, even though I wasn't supposed to, I picked up my daughter the next morning. You know, I got in pretty late. I think like 10 something, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then I had to wake up early to pick up my daughter, even though I wasn't supposed to pick up my daughter because there was a miscommunication about um, <laughs> that old shebang, even though I documented it pretty well in a detailed correspondence <coughs> outlining what would happen for Thanksgiving, Christmas, we didn't, we didn't stick to it because, uh, people forget. That's okay. So I picked her up in the morning, uh, did a run at, did a run at Target, did a run at Wegmans, put a serious dent in my, on my bank account, baked a pumpkin pie. Uh, ended up making breakfast at 1 o'clock p.m., watched the Giants beat the Patriots, put up our very sad, very ghetto, Charlie Brown-esque Christmas tree. Where uh, And I specifically made the conscious decision when I took down my tree last year, or I guess it would have been this past year because I didn't take it down until February. Yikes. But when I took the Christmas lights off, I rolled them up in a specific way so they would not get tangled and taped them. So it's like, okay, next year when I open this, open these bad boys, it's just gonna, it's gonna be smooth sailing. Sail away, sail away. And uh, well, two for three. The third one, it took me legitimately the entire, what was it, Eagles Bills game to unravel that shit. Uh, and there's not, there's nothing that'll, kill you from the inside out quicker and harder and stronger than unraveling and untangling Christmas lights. My buddy's wife, before they got married, the first time I met her, came to our Halloween party and we had all kinds of lights. 
that were tangled as fuck. More tangled than that Disney flick. Uh, Rapunzel. And within minutes, undone. And I should have watched her and took notes. That much I know. And she did, refuels, refuses to reveal the secret sauce as to what to do to untangle it. But man, I wish I had that knowledge because it fucking sucks. All right. That's the episode. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. When we have a review of the This Is Important live podcast recording at Parks Casino in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. No. Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Jesus, dude. And uh, there's probably some other shenanigans going down this weekend. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So uh, that one should be should be good. Later. <laughs>